All right, everybody, we are back for another week of Megasheen. Yes, indeed, we are. That's right. And this is kind of neat because we have a special guest today. We have a very special guest. Um, you might know her from the creator of Black Girl Nerds, basically running Blurred uh, on the Twitter streets. We have very own Jamie Broadnax joining us for this episode. Thank you guys for having me. This is an honor, and I love your show. I'm such a fan. <laughs> well, thank you. It's thank an honor you. for you to be on our show today. Yes, we are such fans. Such yes, fans of Black Girl very, very. So we're just going to do what we normally do. We're just going to talk about stuff. You know, how, you know, how's everybody doing? How's life so far? Jamie, you go first. How's life so far? Um... I'm trying to go through the motions of, you know, dealing with the fact that we have a tyrant and a fascist that's going to be running our country soon. Um, <laughs> a bigot, um, a sexist, a racist, homophobic, yeah, whole nine. Um, so I'm trying to deal with that. But aside from politics, things are actually going pretty well. Um, definitely going well for black girl nerds and and just me personally, I'm, I'm trying to um, decompress by just focusing on two things, resting, and then also <laughs> gearing up for <laughs> gearing up for the new year with um, really great new content. Uh, so the podcast right now is on a holiday break, so that way I can just uh, rest and relax for a little bit. We hear that, because yeah. you need that rest. I know. It's important. I think all podcasters should at least give themselves an opportunity to take a bit of a break or a hiatus, you know, because it's, it's a lot of work. So yeah. it can be draining. Yeah. Trying to get topics together, yeah. making sure you're staying on, you know, on task, on time. So, yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. A, it is something to behold. Um, yes, Nick, it is. Nick, how about you? What's going on with you? Oh, you know, same shit, different day. Doing, you know, I'm in, uh, if you don't know, I'm in a, uh, a play. We're doing the, uh, our local theater house here is doing their reenactment of Dreamgirls. So I was cast in the ensemble, and if you didn't see Dreamgirls on Broadway, the ensemble dance and sings basically the entire show. So we just started choreography, and I haven't danced that hard since college, and that was about six or seven years ago. So my body is getting adjusted to, okay, you got the egg count? Good, we're moving on. And I'm like the real-life version of that Mr. Krabs meme. Like, okay, <laughs> we just got that. So it's interesting, um, but I love it, you know. What about you, Victor? Well, um, in real life, um, we are dealing with people coming to college and that's always fun um and play life i am um well okay so i am working on an, another graphic novel um for those who don't know i have a graphic novel slash web comic out and it's called strange lore that's out um fun fun stuff people like it i'm happy about that um, but trying to work on an outline for the second book is crazy because you really have to pay attention to what you wrote. <laughs> like you have to be like, okay, so what's happening here? What's happening there? No, that does not make sense. So last night I literally, I, I went, I was trying to go to bed at 10 
I had a thought, and I like I need to put this thought down. So at two o'clock, finally went to bed because I was sitting there rewriting, writing, 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 writing. So I am going crazy um, and trying to figure out does it make sense. So you know, any of you out here who have created something or you are in the middle of creating things, my heart goes out to you because trying to keep a storyline together, you know, it's hard for me to even judge people when it, when it comes to like TV and. When they get their storylines together, because it, it, I understand it. It's hard to keep track of all of that stuff. So it's it's crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a board? Like, um, do you keep illustrations in the form of like a diagram board where you have the character's name and mm-hmm. and then you have like little arrows pointing to supporting characters' names to kind of help keep track? Because I see a lot of writers do stuff like that. Yeah, I have like their name like I, I have a I, I have their name and then like stuff that I want happen I want to happen with them on this one list and then I have the story on one list and then I have the things I want to see and I think sometimes I want to see so much that it's not making sense so I'm just going back and taking stuff out and then all that good stuff and it's so weird because I rem- I was taught how to write a script but writing a script for comic books are different so um, trying to make sure that makes sense because you have to send that information to your artist and they have to make sure they understand what you're asking them to do. Um, right. So that that's just kind of the crazy part. It's easier, I think it's easier to write a script when you're just writing a script, but when you're doing like a graphic novel or a comic, that's, you have to make sure that it makes visually, like it makes sense visually to your artist and colorist. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot. Because mm-hmm. getting together a story, like I can write a paper. Yeah. Give me something like business law, 19th century art. I can do a paper about that. But actually, a story that makes sense, that's difficult. Yeah. 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 Because it makes sense yeah, in your I, head, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. I, I'm kind of dealing with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I am grateful, though, because uh, I have a co author. Yeah. on the book that I'm working on so that's right <laughs> she re- she yeah she really holds me accountable when I need to get my chapters in and she's like you need to go ahead and get on this because um, my <laughs> problem is procrastination and uh, not meeting deadlines um, so that's been sort of my biggest struggle with writing but once I commit myself to mm-hmm. actually do it then you know, it's easy peasy, but just yeah. the actual sitting down typing part. No, that, <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. It's hard to commit. Like, it's funny when you see writers on Twitter, like, we're going on a one hour sprint. I'm like, I can't focus for one hour. Like, I mean, it's so funny. I have to really psych myself to sit there without checking anything to write for an hour straight. So, yeah, I like, I could never do NaNoWriMo. I just, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I love the initiative. I love the movement behind it, but yeah. I'm just going to be honest with myself. I don't think I could do it. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we are not about that life. No. <laughs> <laughs> Props to those who do, though. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go ahead and pour us up. We got to get some Utmace tea up in here. We got to pour up, pour up a few cups for us. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. I mean, what's what we got? For a tea today. Well, we, we can start kind of light. Um, 
for those of y'all who are following the the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> I always laugh at that because I can't believe it's a movie. Well, it's been a movie, but a remake. Um, Alpha Five was released, and I saw, <laughs> I saw this thing. I was like, what? I didn't know what it was. It looked like a spaceship with a body. What? What is that? What? I don't know what that is. I don't know, Nick. So, what yeah. was that? Well, somebody said it looked like an alien from No Man's Sky, which took me down. If you ever played No Man's Sky, you would understand. <laughs> but uh, so they, I saw it on IGN, and they released this. I don't know if it was a render or whatever they're going to do of this, their updated version of Alpha 5. And if you don't remember, Alpha 5 was Zordon's assistant to the Power Rangers, and he was, you know, the little tech guy. Uh, in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, he was, you know, a cute little robot. He reminded me of a Saturn yeah. for yeah. some odd reason. <laughs> um, and now he just looks like... A demon. He looks like a day woo. <laughs> <laughs> that has been in like the junkyard for like 20 years and it's just it just looks bad I don't know what they were thinking but he looks scary actually yeah and yeah. I don't I don't know about I that it just looked like I'm, a demon. I'm googling it now yeah he looks nothing like the animated or excuse me the um the TV show from the 90s he looks yeah, you're right. Like, he's scary looking. I'm, that kind of scared. I saw that, like, at 10 o'clock last week, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It, it's, I don't know what they're trying to do, but I still somewhat have hope for the Power Rangers movie, only because I wanted to see, it feels like they're going more grim yeah. than the, uh, the original movie and then the original cartoon, well, original TV show. Yeah. And there's some uh, fan theories that Rita Raposo was actually a Power Ranger herself. <laughs> okay. And this is kind of this is kind of cool. Some of the uh, the theories that they have, like uh, her staff resembles some of the uh, imagery on the Power Ranger suits, and what she said uh, in the trailer, as far as uh, I killed some of y'all um, back in the day, which makes me think she went rogue. And killed some of them. So, we'll see. I still have hope for it, but uh, Alpha 5 kind of put that hope a little down to the ground. Mm. Well, that's all on you, I mean, they've done, they've done this before <laughs> with, like, when they do these remakes and they have them looking, like, all, like, menacing and yeah. scary looking. Like, they did that with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's true, they did. Yeah, it's just like, why? <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, actually, the original Turtles were, like, really, like, scary looking. Um, and then the cartoons that we remember from the 90s, they they were all cute and bubbly looking, um, surfer dude types and all of that. But um, I don't know. I, I think with the Power Rangers, it has such a long history why deviate from what we've been used to seeing from you know the the movie and the tv series why don't you just keep it consistent yeah yeah and i understand if i'm going to play devil's advocate i know i understand that there's a whole new audience that might be enjoying it but the main people that are going to see it are the ones that grew up with it so yeah I feel like Hollywood has not figured that out. Like they, you can't take something that many people like, Jim, and 
all of a sudden try to remake it as if no one knows it ever exists. Like it's not like on Earth Two or something. So it's it's always fat. They just fascinate me, and I live in the midst of all this foolishness. So I'm always like, I I'm just curious. Like what what is these conversations like when they want to do these type of things? Like I don't know. I mean, uh, well, in the case of Jim, they didn't have the original content creators be a part of those conversations. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with Power Rangers, but I mean, that definitely was the downfall of Jim was not even having Christy Marks involved, which mm-hmm. was obviously problematic. So. Ugh, I'm still waiting to fight John Cho, too, for that. Ugh. Yeah. I'm just so mad at him. I will just never forget, really quick on her, I will never forget just being at, um, they did they did a early showing at USC, and John Chu and the writer was there, because the writer is from USC, and they love to try to connect us to the writers for those who've taken classes or been a part of the program at USC, and they, you know, and we looked at, I felt so bad for the writer, because we gave him such hell in the conversations, like, why did you change this? And I was like, as a gay man, do you not have respect for what jam is i mean how dare you write that we were trying to be nice but at the same time we were like okay all right so yeah, yeah. yeah they tried it with that they tried it. anyway moving moving on <laughs> so in white people news apparently oscar so white is canceled oh, oh that's right and it racism is over yes. and everybody's equal that's all right. right we can all go home we can go home exactly. <laughs> we're done fighting yep. we're done fighting so this uh, author, and I'm putting that, you can see my air quotation marks in, in that, Jeff Snyder from Mashable wrote that uh, Oscar So White is canceled because <laughs> the, Os- the upcoming Oscar nominations have the potential mm. to have even more people of color nominated. Oh. Okay, now that's cute, but how long the Oscars been running? 80 some odd years yeah how many people have been nominated that have been people of color you do the math so i love how they say it was canceled and it hasn't even we don't even know yet announced this oscars yet i'm sorry to interrupt you go ahead oh you're fine so the creator which is uh april rang of the oscar so white hashtag they didn't even acknowledge her as the creator they didn't even reach out to her saying oh even if it's canceled can we say that it's canceled which you know is damn well it's not so uh one one twitter uh, person commented on him and he got all defensive you know like they usually do so april and her genius idea came up with another hashtag uh that hashtag was uh mashable Mashable canceled or something, uh, iteration of it. Yeah. So everybody commented on it saying because uh, Mashable said it was canceled, you know, racism is, racism is canceled or funding for Planned Parenthood is canceled or, you know, no disabilities are uh, canceled. And since then, they've had this big editor's note oh, we were apologized for sounding so dismissive, yada, yada, yada. And then they parted ways with uh, Mr. Jeff, saying yeah. he's no more, 
longer works with Mashable. I was like, okay, he's going to oh. get another job somewhere else. Yeah, it was said that he was fired. <laughs> they was like he was fired wow, for I this. I didn't know that part. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw that today. I was I, I wanted to check on this, and it was like, oh, well, and he was fired. And I was like, fired? Really? Um, so I was like, okay. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, go ahead, uh, Jamie. Oh, I'm, I'm curious to know if it was because of his discourse on Twitter after the article was printed, because there was hmm. someone that was tweeting at him criticizing the, the context of the article, and he was just like, well, that's just the way it is. I sent it to my editor. He approved it. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Like, just very flippant <laughs> and dismissive yeah. of this girl's critique. So I'm wondering if that had any to do, anything to do with the firing. Because he basically I'm, threw his editor under the bus. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah. He, if not by the article, then how he reacted to it, then uh, I'm okay with him being fi- fired. It kills me that white people, especially these straight white men, these older straight white men, think that just because, oh, you have, you sprinkle in a couple of movies that have a lot of people of color, then racism or the Oscars or white hashtag is movement is dead. You don't get to tell people of color when something is done. That's like me telling my sisters, oh, uh, just because you didn't get raped or sexually assaulted, then rape culture is done. You know, it's just like, I don't understand why we have to go through this and go through this, and then editor's notes have to be attached, or apologies, which you know damn well they don't mean it, have to be uh, inserted into the context and the, the conversation. Like, just ask questions. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and it's, I feel like they're not learning from each other because I feel like that now they should learn like, oh, if if I did something wrong, how should I, res- I should respond this way. I should be able to deal with it this way versus trying to, you know, come at it or attack others. Just accept that something was not, did not fit. It did not work. And just say, I will do better. I apologize. I, I would love to see somebody just exactly. do that and call it a day. Exactly. I mean, when you learn better, you know, you do better. Like, I I had did, like, a little tweet storm about this whole situation as yeah. a managing editor of a website. Mm-hmm. I get critiqued just like everybody else when it comes to articles that are ran on my site. And articles that I have not written, and people will come directly at my handle because, you know, it's the Black Girl Nerds handle. Yeah. Um, they'll go at my handle and say, well, you shouldn't have wrote this, and how dare you publish this, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I understand that there are things that people are just not going to agree with. Not everything that you write, people that read it are going to agree with it. But at the same time, you have to be able to take that criticism, and yes. you can't have a thin skin in this industry. As a as a writer, as an editor, you really cannot have a thin skin. And if you do, then this is probably not the line of work for you, because there's always going to be somebody out there that's not going to like your work, no matter how many hours you've toiled into, you know, writing this piece and all of the research that you did to back up your facts. It won't matter if someone comes at you and says, "I don't like it," to them. So the only thing you can do is just take what they say with a grain of salt and keep it moving. And I'm here for constructive criticism because you're always going to get that contingent of people that are just going to say nasty, vitriolic things to you just because they're a troll. 
but you know you're gonna have those folks that have constructive criticism and trust me like i know there there was two articles ran on my site one in particularly had to do with the romance um genre when it comes to novels and Mm -hmm. this girl that wrote the article painted with a broad brush that it helps promote rape culture and a lot of romance novelists came at me on twitter and (laughs) rightfully so i mean because she did she she made it very general that this genre promotes rape culture which obviously we know that it doesn't Mm -hmm. so i actually had to go back and retract what was said and apologize to many of the authors that were offended by the article that we're not trying to make it seem as if this is the romance genre as a whole. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the things that you have to you know, take into accountability when people come at you with criticism. That's constructive. Yeah. But don't be flippant and dismissive yeah. and be like, well, that's just the way it is. Deal with it. Yeah. Because, you know, these are people with real concerns. Yeah. And um, if, if you can't take that, then, yeah, you I guess you don't need to be working at Bashful <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, McDonald's is hiring. But also, he should have... <laughs> that, that's mean. But yeah, but he also should have realized that he was also representing their brand. So if any professional should have right. been like, this, okay, okay, that was me. I'm not going to tarnish their brand. I'm going to own this and move forward. Because that also makes you look like a professional. If you able to, like, you know what, I it was me. Versus I'm going to throw a big hissy fit and then expect to get another job. No, they don't want to bring that drama to their business. So... Hopefully he'll learn from this. I mean, I agree with you, Nick. He may, you know, you know how it works for them. They can get a job. They can damn near kill somebody and have the head in the freezer and still have a job tomorrow. So you better say that. You 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 will you'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm at a point right now since the election that I can't really like if you do something shitty like that and then have a shitty attitude on top of it i don't have any much i don't have any love for you you know i don't have any respect for you you know i have to worry about my energy and where i put it into and i can't give you any of my energy yeah exactly exactly let's see what else we got on the list um oh so the mummy that trailer came out (laughs) i shouldn't (laughs) i have not seen that trailer have i seen it Mm. No, I mean, the whole Mummy franchise to me is like, meh. I, I don't know yeah. why they keep making Mummy movies. But... I don't either. I feel like, you know, the first two was, that was cute. And, you know, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly. it. Exactly. But, but seeing this trailer, so they, they kind of replant some things here. And, you know, they got Tom Cruise, who's the lead. And, you know, they go somewhere. And, you know, the I guess the Egyptian queen comes back. And if you look at the trailer, it, it's pretty pretty you know it's pretty it's like how mad versus sad it's pretty but it's still trash but it's like it's pretty but a part of me was like why does it have to be the mummy could it be something else why is it a white male lead you know why could because i think about the mummy i think of so many things you could have played you can play with like it can be someone of color they could be from this line of you know whoever is the mummy and you know and they are connected to it something like that but to have tom cruise it's like another action movie with monsters with him. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, okay, the only mummy that I actually take into account was Boris Kar- Karloff way back when. <laughs> oh, 
Like, so, <laughs> you went way, way back. back. Way back. Yeah. And like the, the ones with Brendan Fraser, they were cute, like you said. And uh, I mean, he wasn't a breakout star for me. Uh, Oded Fair was. Yes. Yeah. My God, that man is gorgeous. He said anyway, Doctor Strange. I mean, can we speak on that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Either him or uh, Naveen Andrews. Oh, yeah. 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 Great. A great Doctor Strange. Yeah, but I saw too. this. He is, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> See how distracted we get. You talk about cute man, we can get so distracted. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> but this, I don't know why they needed a remake of The Mummy. It was just like when Hollywood runs out of ideas, they're like, oh, since we got a franchise, we're trying to get a franchise here. Oh, let's go ahead and, you know, throw shit out and make it, hopefully something will stick, yeah. you know. He's going to make the movie is probably going to make uh, millions of dollars anyway. But yeah. why put quantity over quality? I don't you know. You know the last the last good movie Tom Cruise was in was Interview with the Vampire. To be completely honest. Oh yeah, I'll... like he, what is you? Oh my gosh, you are so on point. Like I could go, I could do a whole podcast about Tom Cruise and his movies. Yeah. But yeah, like he has not been in a good movie in a while. Yeah, yeah. So I don't understand why they even decided to not only do a remake of a franchise from a decade ago, and then they're going to cast Tom Cruise as the lead. Like to me, that's just a recipe for failure. I don't, I don't think it's going to do that well at the box office, frankly. Uh, yeah, he always says Mission Impossible. But that's tired too. Like those. That's he, he, tired, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I, it's I don't know why they. It's like when they. I feel like they could have if they would they could have came at this another angle. They could have brought in someone new. They could have told a different story. It doesn't really. Once you see the trailer, you realize it doesn't have to even be called the Mummy. It can be something else. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the appeal of this would completely be. And and when it comes out, it's gonna. It's coming out. I think in the midst of. No, I'm wrong. But I, I want to say it's gonna come out with with all the other movies that are coming out that everybody wants to see. But, um, you know, I don't understand why they're doing this. And I guess they thought by making the mummy a woman, it may be something different. But I wonder if they're going to sexualize her or if she'll be like another enchantress. <laughs> oh, God. Because oh, she kind of has <laughs> that enchantress. Yeah. Movie. She right. has that vibe. She has that enchantress vibe. So we'll see. I, I, oh, mm. I hope she's not white. She's not. She's actually, um, she is Algerian and French, I think. Because I looked her up. I was like, because I was like, is this a white girl they picked for this? But it's, she's Algerian and Algerian and French, I think. But, uh, but she's I mean, like, yeah, they, they could have made it more colorful because I'm looking at the cast list now and they've mm-hmm. got um, uh, Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. And I'm like, <laughs> man. You know, because Penny Dreadful did it right. Like, yeah, they, they actually did. got a person of color they did. to play Dr. Jekyll. So, it's like, you guys couldn't do that with this film? Like, Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're talking about Egypt here. We could have really Egypt, made it. Yes. Could have really made this a little bit more. Mm. Courtney B. Vance is the only black person I am seeing on this cast list okay. right now. Okay, all right. And he'll probably die. <laughs> Child, Yep. <laughs> He probably will. Probably then, die. The credits, are, the opening credits are still rolling. And then probably. Tom and Tom Cruise will probably be the ancestor of her lover, probably, 
would I, you know because they love to do stuff like like he's the ancestor or he or I'm like okay, I don't know I have this feeling he's gonna be like an ancestor of her lover or somebody or whatever. I mean, well, they can get the same treatment gods of Egypt got. So that was oh, all I, see a, I see a black dude as a tourist. Solomon okay. Taiwo justified as a tourist. Okay, we're well, tourists. I mean, it's we got like two. we got two. <laughs> I don't know why folks do that. Like, I think historically, Egypt has always been this mysterious place, and white people can't seem to break those mysteries. You know, it's just like, how did black folks be that advanced, build all those uh, ruins, build all those pyramids, and we still can't recreate it? Mm. You know, but that's that's just my opinion. Yeah. The only thing I will say about this movie before we move on is, if you're gonna do any movie that's talking about ancient Egypt, the past, or the the mythology, people of color is always key. That's the best way to go. You'll get all of us there to see it because we'll be we'll be excited to like, oh, let's talk about the mysteries. Let's talk about the mythology of this because this is our background. So you know. Yeah, if they would do it that way, I think more people would be, you know, enticed to see it versus, oh, it's just Tom Cruise, so. <laughs> so uh. I just feel like people aren't clamoring to go to the movie theater to see a Tom Cruise movie anymore. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe five years or ten years ago that would be the case, but now it's just no. like, uh. no. Plus this new, oh my god, I can't wait to watch it tonight, this new Scientology oh, docu-series right. with Leah Remini. Yeah. Like, th- this is some really damning, damning damning i can't even say the word damning stuff against tom cruise and john travolta for being like the thought leaders behind this Mm -hmm. faux religion uh so yeah i I don't know if people's gonna be checking for tom cruise much longer that's true (laughs) you're live tweeting that tonight right yes i am all right so Mm y'all get on that because it looks like it's gonna be interesting um, yeah, and I feel like Tom Cruise's career suffered because of this. I I, I think that's why he's kind of stuck to these type of movies. It's because of that. I, I don't think he realized that, but I think, yeah, I think after that really blew up, I think that played a part in why he's, people are like not really checking for him as much as they used to. And John Travolta at that, Isn't yeah. That true? That's true. Well, John can always go back to drag, you know. <laughs> He always do hairspray again. <laughs> he could. I just want John to come out the closet. That's all I want. I you, mean, please. Just come on. It's t- Can it's, we keep it 100? Yeah. Come on out. John, just, just come, come out. out. It's, it's too late yeah. to be like this. It's, just it, go it, ahead. You know, it's okay. You know? You just, you, you've had a great career. And if he's worried about that, he's had a great career. He's done great things. You know, it's just. And he can still have a good career. Yeah, he well, still can. He can have a career. How about that? So moving on, so this past week, the PlayStation experience occurred, and everybody knows I'm a huge, big-ass gamer. Um, I looked down, and I saw all my games that I have to play, and it's like, this backlog is serious, y'all. So a lot of games were announced, most notably Marvel vs. Capcom 4. Yes. I saw that. So it's going to be, uh, they said that it's going to be the same, you 
characters are going to be from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So, no X-Men. Which is kind of like, well, now, hold on. Y'all have been putting X-Men in your game since you started the, uh, the series. So, all of a sudden, you're going to just take those X-Men out? Like, we want to we wanna play as Storm. We want to play as Gambit, Magneto, Omega Red, Sabretooth. You know, whoever you guys put in there. And it just seems like it kind of it kind of turned me off a little bit. Although they'll have Black Panther, I'm like, uh, we'll see. And some other games that were announced, The Last of Us 2. Uh, now, if you, I still have not yet played that. That's, again, in the backlog. Uh, the Last of Us 2 I, was reminiscent of, uh, well, the trailer that was in uh, release was one of the main characters singing and while she was singing you know the camera spun around and you saw all these dead bodies that she killed it looked like she killed so the other main character joel said do you want to do something about this or are you going to go after them and ended with her saying she's going to kill every last one of them and it cut off <coughs> so that looks pretty interesting Again, that's from uh, Naughty Dog, and Naughty Dog uh, was responsible for the Uncharted series, and Naughty Dog also released their DLC of Uncharted 4, uh, The Lost Legacy, which looks great. You can play as, uh, it seems the main, main characters are women, and they look like women of color. The trailer looked amazing. The graphics on Uncharted always look amazing. And one more game that was uh, of interest to me was uh, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Now, they dubbed this as a remaster plus, so it's a little bit of the old, and they're going to sprinkle in some a little bit of the new. Now, Naughty Dog also created a Crash Bandicoot series back in the day. Uh, so, Naughty Dog has been around for a long time and gotten their, their hands in a lot of these big, successful uh, series for the PlayStation. Uh, so, it was an all-around good um, little experience, pun intended. Um, and I'm looking forward to a lot more games, a lot more games to play, a lot more uh, interesting uh, titles to come out. Jamie, do you play the video games? Not much anymore. Most of my gaming was done when I was a kid, so... Like, a lot of those games that you mentioned, the Marvel vs. Capcom and um, Crash Bandicoot, like, that was on, like, the older systems that I played, but Uh not so much anymore, just because I wouldn't get stuff done. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was one of those gamers that would lock myself in a room for hours and just leave my room to eat and go to the bathroom and that's it. Like, oh my god. You know, yeah, like I, I was really, Final Fantasy 2 is one I remember the most where I played that game 18 hours straight. So yeah, I, I can't do gaming now because nothing would get done. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Gaming is serious in my house because um, I'm a lifelong gamer. Me and my partner, we've played games. Uh, yeah, it's, he's still playing Final Fantasy 14. He's been playing that for a couple of years straight. Wow. Uh, yeah. How do you it's... play these games? What? See, I'm not a... <laughs> so you can play these games, you just keep playing? This ain't like Frogger and stuff. See, that's, that's my that's my extent. Is... Not like Miss Pac-Man. Miss <laughs> Pac-Man. Yeah, exactly. No, 
role playing games is a whole different animal because you know you're dealing with solving a mystery or you know you're just going through this story and it just goes on and on and on forever so wow. it's it's easy to do that in those role playing games that's right. Then you have side quests, and then you know you have to level up. You have to do all this experience, and then it's just you get lost in it. And, and that's that why these fans are getting up. That's why they get so upset when when these games don't come out on time, and they're ready to fight and all that. Because well, we have been, we have been waiting for Final Fantasy 15 for damn near a decade. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad that it's up to 15 now. I, I mean, know. Now, last time I played it was two. <laughs> 15. Tells you how old I am. <laughs> these stories. One thing you can count on: the apocalypse, Sheer never dying, and Final Fantasy games. That much is certain. And roaches. Right. And roaches. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Really quick, Aquaman finally got a release, a release, <laughs> release date, um, and that would be October fifth, two thousand eighteen, which feels like another future away. Like that feels a long time, yes. and and it's a shame because you know we're ready to see Jason now, but um, yeah. yeah, we only got him for like two seconds in mm-hmm. Batman versus Super. <laughs> yeah, Batman versus, Batman versus Superman. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Two seconds, and then like four seconds, and uh... no, that was Batman versus Superman. Okay, never mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, the trailer for the trailer that we got a little bit, just a little bit more in the trailer of him. And the in the Justice League yeah. trailer, yeah, yeah. And he's wearing he so too, many, too many clothes yeah. in his costume. Um, but if y'all if y'all haven't noticed, if you ever go into the toy store, they have put. Jason in the classic Aquaman costume. Why they do that? Because oh. I walked by, I was like, "What?" So he's also he's in both. He can be in the whatever the one they made for him now, but he's also in the classic looking one as well. <laughs> he looks awkward, but I'm like, okay, I I that's what you're doing. It's that's uh, cute, a yeah. throwback. But you know, I also go and see Aquaman. Um, I'm I I believe it will be good. Um. I, I, I hope so. I, I, I really do. I mean, I know people didn't like Conan when he played. He played Conan in the updated Conan the Barbarian, and people didn't care for it. But I actually enjoyed it, mostly because there was a, a nude scene. But besides that, there was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think he can hold a movie on his own? I think he I think he can. With Conan... Conan, he did that pretty much. I haven't seen Conan, so yeah. I mean, he did a, he did a great job in that um, TV show on. Oh yeah. It was on Sundance, The Red Rose. Yeah. That was really good. It was. So, it was for a little bit that um, I saw. I I really loved his performance in that. So I I hope he's able to you know hold this film and and make it happen and mm-hmm. make it so successful enough that it you know warrants more sequels because yeah. yeah like. I, Having him as Aquaman was a really great choice. Plus, it made sense yeah. with Aquaman's origins and such. Yes. So I, I really hope that we we get to see as much Jason as possible. Yeah, and you know he's been in TV for a long time, so I feel like he has mm-hmm. his chops are good. I just hope that the script is good for him, and I hope the the direction right. get you know gives us the Aquaman that we really want to see. Exactly. Is Zack Snyder? Uh, directing Justice no. League. Oh, Justice okay. League? 
Is yeah. he? I want to say he is doing Justice. He's not doing Aquaman. He's not doing Aquaman, but I believe he is doing Justice League. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who's directing Aquaman. Is it James Wu? No, not James Wu. James Wan. Is it that? I think it's him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, from um, Insidious and and all that. Conjuring. Mm -hmm. Yep, James Wan, yeah. Oh, that's that's an interesting pick. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so hopeful that it's going to be good because he's a great director. Yeah. I actually met him briefly because um, I was I was in The Conjuring for like two seconds. Um, oh, look at extra. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, I, I got a chance to meet him and he's really super nice and humble. So I, I really wish him all the best of success and I hope this film does really, really well. Yeah. Hmm. That's so awesome when you yeah. meet people that are actually humble <sighs> Lord. But, yeah exactly especially in Hollywood <laughs> that's true that's very true so we got two more things we need to get into before we get into our king size issue and let's see the Thor promo art was leaked from Thailand and we got to see Thor and the Hulk in armor um, in this battle looking scene we don't know who they're fighting or what have you but we got to see them in this battle gear and it was kind of interesting because the hulk is basically reminiscent you know is kind of reminiscent from planet hulk from the way, way he looked in that and thor looks way different it seems like he doesn't have his long golden hair but it also he doesn't have his hammer either so is this the disgraced you know the disgraced version because right now he's he's he doesn't have it you know so right so what's happening in this movie to where he's not, you know, has all that, has what's what's happening to where he's no longer, you know, carrying his hammer and his hair's cut off and all that good stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see what this type of Thor will be. Because I'll be honest, Thor, those movies were like, I, let's just say if I did a Red Bull and I, I fell asleep in the second one, I'll be honest, I fell asleep in the second one. Loki yeah. hold those movies up, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, he did. So, are we saying that Jane Foster is gonna be in the <laughs> in the Thor movie, like because he doesn't have his hammer, since she does in the comics? Mm, that's a good question mm-hmm. because Nat Natalie Portman is not in this movie reportedly, so I don't know. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. It, it really should be, but maybe he just went down the great cuts and got his hair cut off. I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> went to Vidal soon and said, give me a buzz cut, quick. Well, I don't know, but it seems like he's going to go down a different path because if we saw in Doctor Strange, it seems like he's searching for things. And I think it was... So we'll we'll see that maybe something has happened. Oh, he's searching for his father, so maybe there's some discord and you know Asgard and all that good stuff and we know the Valkyries well Valkyries gonna be in it we know they may have a part in it we also know that right. Hela's gonna be in it so it, this could be one of those battles or big wars that's gonna tie into the overall Infinity War so hmm. yeah well we'll see and then finally the trailer dropped for Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy 
which was nice because it didn't tell you everything. It just gave you a taste, and that's all you needed. You just needed a sample of what's to come. So what did y'all think of that? Uh, okay, so I'm a bad nerd because I haven't seen the first one. Uh, I know. You're not a bad nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it looked cute. Baby Groot looked adorable. Yeah. Uh, he looked bad as hell, but he looked adorable. Um, let's see. It's good to see uh, Gamora. Um, I was going to throw shade, but I can't. Never mind. <laughs> at Gamora, um, Zoe. Yeah, it's good to see uh, her in, you know, some green because, you know, she couldn't do black, uh, blackface um, as far as uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get it off. I'm, I'm all, yeah, I, I forgave her for that. I, I kind of just like I'm, I'm all, yeah. I forgave her for but that. It looks good. It yeah. looks fun. Um, what was the because I'm unfamiliar with it. There was a. Uh, almost like a mystic or a uh, truth teller that was uh, telling a star about himself. Uh, what was her name? It, she looked uh, She looked Asian. Oh, it's Mantis. So Mantis is, is, is a long, long-standing character in, in the Marvel Universe. So Mar- she's been around for a while. So Mantis is in the movie... Um, some people didn't realize that Mantis had antenna, antennae, or antennae, or however you want to say it. I was like, she's always had those. I was like, it's not different. But she's in this movie. Um, there's a rumor that Ego is in this movie. Um, and um, there's... Yeah, Kurt Russell's playing Ego. Yeah. So, it's a lot that's coming in. You know, I, I had it wrong. I was thinking of that. I didn't, I didn't realize that would be, that was him. I thought he was something else. But yeah, now I've been wrong the whole time. But now it's a lot that's in this movie to come up. But I do like the fact that the trailer did not give away everything right off the bat. So I kind of like this mystery of what they're going to be fighting, what it's going to be about. And we'll see how it ties in everything else. Yes, we will. I've heard a lot of people love Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so they do. Yeah. They do. Wait, you didn't? Um, you didn't like it? Um, I think it's a very overrated film. Um, I don't know. I just, Guardians of the Galaxy is very fun and it's definitely geared towards, I actually had this conversation on Twitter today. It's it's definitely geared towards like a younger audience. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I'm used to watching really cool spy thrillers like Civil War and, um, not necessarily Civil War, but also Winter Soldier, specifically. Like, those are the kind of comic book movies that I'm really into. Mm -hmm. Um, Guardians just, you know, it's a cute space fantasy. Yeah. So, it's not a terrible film. It's just not the best. Like, people herald it as one of the best Marvel movies of all time. And it's just not. It's it's a good movie, but it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, it's a great movie to watch, you know, with kids and with family. Mm -hmm. But a movie where it's, like, a really cool, interesting plot that's, like, something that you look forward to seeing from one uh, film to the next as an ongoing narrative. Like, I just, I don't know. I guess it's because when I read the comics, the Marvel comics growing up, a lot of the space fantasy stories didn't really 
sit well with me. Yeah. Like I was always into the street level heroes and, mm. um, you know, I was big on X-Men, but like when I read some of the Avengers books and they started fighting with Thanos and like the infinity wars and the infinity gauntlet and all that, I just, it, it, I don't know. I just never, I could get into it that much. So I might be biased in that sense, but, um, mm. The, the the trailer was cute. Baby Groot, I feel like <laughs> Baby Groot is gonna like take over Rocket because Rocket was like the the you know star of uh, the first film, and and now Baby Groot is gonna be like I guess stealing his shine. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know the the trailer was definitely cute, but yeah. yeah, I mean it's Guardians of the Galaxy is it's it's a solid film. It's just to me not like the best Marvel film ever. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Winter Soldier was one of the strongest. Um, just because it, it was a, it was a good story. It's something that was like, wow, this is this is the adult comic book that we always have to defend. You know, when people are like, is that for kids? But it's like, no, so this is stories that happens within these. So, yeah, I feel like you're right. That it's not the best Marvel one. It's 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 one of the good ones. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I can even tell in the uh, the marketing how it's geared toward a different audience as far as the Guardians of the Galaxy versus mm-hmm. something like Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier. It's a much more mature type of audience. Yeah. Yeah. Those versus... the, those are the Marvel movies I like. That's why I'm such a big fan of the Netflix series. Yeah. Like, I like those kinds of yeah. superhero stories yeah. that are, like, gritty and real, and it sort of, like, interconnects things that are actually happening in our reality with the fictional reality mm-hmm. of those comic book narratives. I, I really like that. So like Luke Cage is like, Oh my gosh, it's everything to me. Um, mm. especially as a person of color. Yeah. Um, but you know, seeing space fantasy films like guardians of the galaxy, it's cute. It's just something that's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Right. right. Side note, uh, Theo Rossi is supposed to be at my local comic con next year. And, all right. I'm like, oh my goodness, because you know that man is fine. He's fine, and let me mm-hmm. tell you, meeting him twice, he's yes. very nice and very sweet. Um, we had done a roundtable interview with him at New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. and he came around and kissed all of the women on the side of their cheeks and just was like, you know, very, you know, hospitable and mm-hmm. nice. And, you know, he'll take extra time to talk to you if you have him, you know, ask him a few questions after an interview. So I really thought that that was really cool that he's still that down to earth kind of guy mm-hmm. and doesn't realize that he's like a celebrity yet. And a gentleman, aww. And with that said, you all, we are finished with the I May Tea. There is nothing more to drink. So let's go ahead and get into this King Sus edition, shall we? Yes. So today we're going to talk about our favorite villains. And we're going to probably give um, three villains each from the comic books, the television, or like television and also film. And we can also add in if... I know since some of y'all are gamers and you may have some villains or characters from those Final Hearts or Final F- <laughs> Lord, <laughs> um, these final places, um, we'll, we'll, we'll add that in there too. So would anybody like to start in talking about their top three villains from those different areas? Our guest can start if you would like. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can go if you're still thinking. 
of it. Okay, so we're thinking of top three villains from a certain era. Was that? Well, it's like 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 who's your like who's your favorite one from film? Who's your favorite one from comics? And who's your favorite one from like television series or what have you? Okay, film, comics, and TV favorite villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't mind going first. All right, you go guys ahead. still need some time to think. Um, I'm just writing it down really quick. So, <laughs> um, and this is some some is nerdy, some is not so nerdy. So I'll start with television. Mm-hmm. I guess he's yeah, he is a villain because he's killed people. So my <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> My favorite TV villain is um, Francis Underwood from House of Cards. Wow. Um, I just love him. I just love him. Like, when you actually are rooting for the villain, that's when you know they've got a really good, rich, substantive story. Mm-hmm. And Francis Underwood, Frank Underwood, um, he just delivers it on all levels. Plus, I'm a huge stand for Kevin Spacey. He can do no wrong in my eyes. So... Uh, yeah, TV would definitely be Frank Underwood from House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, comic, this might be a surprise to everybody. Um, there's a great comic book. He's been in the X-Men runs as well. But um, I grew up on this book called Excalibur, yes. which was like a spinoff team mm-hmm. from the X-Men based mm-hmm. in the UK. And this is a really cool um, villain called Arcade. Yeah. And I just really. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just so much fun. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just really liked um, his character, and he always had these, like, really cheesy one liners and, and just had these really weird, off the wall devices to keep some of the superheroes imprisoned and stuff. So I'm, I was a big fan of Arcade um, in the comic book. And then, film, a good film villain. Hmm. <laughs> this is gonna sound bad because I'm choosing the same person twice, but um, I guess I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, and we're actually gonna be live tweeting this movie, but Kaiser Sose from The Usual Suspects, also okay. played by Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he, that, yeah, he just comes to mind because uh, just this manipulative character where you think that. He's someone that's, you know, vulnerable and, and yet, you know, detached in some way. But then, as it turns out, like, he's this mastermind. And, uh, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed his character in that film. So, those hmm. are my three villains. Okay. Frank Underwood was so, oh, my God, he was so manipulative. Yeah. And I would still have him over, I would still have Underwood over Trump any day of the week. Hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if he jumped party, I would still have him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll go next. Um, okay. I'm going to kind of cheat um, with TV. TV, I'm going to pick a real cheesy one um, and one that's serious. So with the serious one, um, Hannibal from the TV show mm. Hannibal. There was something alluring about that character. And the show was short-lived. It really was. But it something about him was alluring. It just had my attention. Because you feel like you already knew about Hannibal because of Silence of the Lambs and then and the other things that came out. But it was something about um, how Mads played this character. And I just... I was just, like, enthralled with it. Like, he was diabolical. And you... Like, it was like... But yet, you were just drawn into him like I was like I 
I was just so into it. I was like, who are you? And I feel seduced. I feel, you know, I feel in, like engaged to be around. Like, it was like, look at this. This is too much for me. I, I really enjoyed that character. And, you know, I would love to have seen a little bit more of that series and that character. But, you know, I really enjoyed that. And Mads, and, and you know, he, he was also the villain in... Um, Doctor Strange, he does he he does roles really well, so I always appreciate him. And my cheesy TV one, <laughs> I'm I'm from the era of the stories, and so Kristen Demera from Days of Our Lives has always been my favorite villain. Um, when I was in college, she was this is when she was trying to keep John Black, and she put Marlena Evans in this room and had found this woman who looks like her and had her surgically made to look like her and 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 to have this baby because she lost the baby she was trying to keep john black it was just so dramatic but it was just so fun and i used to laugh about it and every once in a while i'll watch some of the clips on youtube because they're on youtube Uh, but they had the best dramatic lines like things you want to say to people who you know like you would never say them in real life but you want to say them and all that stuff and so i used to like that um, when it comes to um, comics, Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister has always been my villain mm. because yeah. this man, <laughs> this is a man who's like, you know what, I, I, he's followed Scott Summers ever since he was a kid. And yeah. he wanted to have this man's family in his grasp. So, you know, what? Did, I mean, this man goes as far as, you know, let me make a clone of the woman that you love so she can have your baby get the baby i'm gonna just get rid of her just like i'm just gonna have you just get rid of her i'm gonna kill the morlocks because i don't like them they're kind of a step down from mutant hood and you know he was the way he would just throw things aside you know he was so selfish but yet very uh, genius and downright evil and you know like the way he treated madeline Pryor was like well like when you think about it i like that she struck back at him in the inferno series but the way he was as a villain is just it's it's wonderful i love the way he is because he's so arrogant so ridiculous and so dramatic but he's great i love him as a villain i love him so i'm i'm afraid of, of what old man logan may do with mr sinister if he's gonna be in that but he might be in the deadpool sequel too with that egg that easter egg that we got at the uh yeah. end of the film yeah that's yeah. true yeah so yeah i always Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I always thought that Mr. Sinister was sexually fluid. And I'm basing this off of the X-Men animated series, how the the voice actor, how his voice was dubbed and synthesized. It always made me feel that Mr. Sinister was queer. Well, he was a woman at one point in the comics. So, really? That I didn't know. Yeah, he was a woman. Um, he kind of reshaped himself as a woman and I can't remember what comic what which one of the X-Men comics but he was a woman for a minute um but yeah he's always been somebody who's just an interesting I when I started reading the X-Men is when uh, I started reading it when he came to play and I just liked the way he set things up and how he you know he was basically trying to create his new world and using Scott and Gene to do that and just because of him, Cable and all that stuff is what it is now. So I, I, I love that character. And for movies, my favorite villain. My favorite villain, it goes back and forth, but I would say, um, hmm, 
I don't know why this is my favorite villain. I, I kind of like... I like the villains that you 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 struggle with why they are villains, but they and they're not really kind of villains. They kind of messed up. I don't really know why I'm saying this. Um, for some strange reason, I will always appreciate um, <laughs> Pamela Voorhees um, from Friday Thirteenth, um, just because I. It's, I work in education, so I deal with a lot of helicopter parents. She's the ultimate helicopter-type parent. Um, but what she did for her son and what, you know, and I... For, she, it's a cheesy villain, but I like how she was because she was like, my son is gone, so I'm going to get rid of, you know, all these things. And there's so many stories about, you know, what made her who she is besides the fact that Jason was died and he drowned but there's so many backstories about her as a character and I've always been fascinated with her for years and as a villain I just adore her I endure, I endure that monologue she has in the, in the original Friday 13th um, actually in acting class in college I actually did that monologue um, just because I, I just liked it so much so I yeah she's one of my favorite cheesy villains from movies and there's others but that's the one that always sticks to me Just being a bitch is 
sometimes it's hard, but it's easy. Uh, as far as TV, I would have to say Alexis Carrington is one yes. of my favorite villains. <laughs> but I wouldn't really call her a villain. She just wanted what was what she, she thought was hers. She was just yeah. grand petty. That's just grand, yeah. grand petty. <laughs> Grand Patty, I love that. And back in the like the '80s, you didn't see a lot of women acting and doing what they wanted to do on that man's level. So it was refreshing to see a woman comfortable within her own skin, wearing all the luxurious furs and jewels and diamonds that she was wearing, and still getting what she wanted. So I always appreciated that, and I always felt that they shouldn't recreate that please for the love of god don't do a recreation of dynasty now um as far as comics i would have to say my villains and i had this was very hard for me my villains is again in the uh the same as you all in the x-men universe it's the sentinels Hmm. sentinels are not pro they don't have a mind. They were just programmed. Hunt right. So you can't really reason with them. You can't really talk to them. You just have to either bow down or get destroyed. And that's I always... I always liked that about them. I always felt that that was interesting. Especially here in the, uh, the movies where... Uh, in Days of Future Past, for example... Oh. First, they were too damn strong. Second, they were too damn scary. And that made it twice as bad. It's like, no matter what we can do, they're always going to win. I think that was the best part of the movie for me was them. I liked them that way. I liked them that that scary and threatening. It was scary. It was very scary to me. I was still stuck on the... 90s, you know, animated version of what the Sentinels look like with <laughs> the robotic boxy look. Yeah. <laughs> right. But oh. yeah, I always liked the, uh, the Sentinels, especially in the, the comics and the animated series when they introduced Nimrod. And he was like mm-hmm. Sentinel 2.0. You know, he had Windows 10 and they had Windows XP. Yeah. So it was, it was always, yeah. I always liked them. Yeah, I would say. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just saying that, you know, if you want to know about a little bit more about Nimrod, if you go back in some of the early 80s, not early 80s, but kind of the mid 80s um, with Nimrod, there is a great story where he attacks the X-Men and the X-Men and Hellfire Club work together to fight Nimrod. Um, and it was, it was it was a great little story because they had to join together because Nimrod was was no joke. He killed one of them, Harry Leland. He killed him as one of the Hellfire Club members and you know, I think he killed um, the Black Rook, and that was one of Celine's um, um, sidemen that she would use, that she could turn into like a beast-like character. So it, I can't remember the issues right off the bat, but there's a good Nimrod story when he actually attacked X-Men and um, a Hellfire Club. Yeah, I always thought the, especially like in the, the series, well, the uh, storyline, The Days of Future Past, that, that grim storyline always scared me. And like, to this day, I'm going through the animated series now, and I just finished The Days of Future Past, and when Bishop gets back and Forge said, you can try again, but the future is still going to come out this thing. That always stuck with me somehow. Hmm. All right. 
Well, that's that's pretty much our episode this week. We gave y'all a full hour, big time episode this week. So I'm really excited about that. I'm glad that we had Jamie here with us to kind of, you know, talk nerdy with us <laughs> on this and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I hope you had a good time with us today. I did. This was great. I enjoyed geeking out with you guys. Good. That's what we do best, you know, geeking out and throwing shade and throwing shade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to cut back though, because I realize that I'm becoming petty in my old days. Um, to where I me too. And I need to be careful with that because I don't. My mom was like, "You don't want to be, don't do that all the time." I'm like, "Yeah, that's true. I need to be careful." So. Like a curmudgeon, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I find I'm doing that too, especially on Twitter. Like I'm always so <laughs> super critical of something, and I'm yeah. like I gotta scale it back a little I bit. Like, I think I'm becoming those know. those old Muppets, you know, that, that will sit in the balcony and just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I, well, some days some days are good. Some days are you know you just want to be. You know, Professor Petty. I think, like I but, said before, I think you should allow yourself two to three hours a week of being petty. I think it's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy, yeah. You got to get that out of your system. Yeah. But you need balance as well. And you need a good petty partner, too. You have to have that good friend who is your perfect petty partner so you can get it all out and laugh and talk about how ugly somebody is or how the guy that <laughs> you want to date, but they dating somebody else and how they're not cute and they're, and they're bigger than you. Like, you know, stuff like that. You need that person to kind of... <laughs> have that conversation with and be petty if you need a petty partner so well that, that's true that is very true but uh, uh let's see uh jamie where can everybody find you on uh on the internet they should know you can <laughs> just google black girl nerds um yeah you can go to blackgirlnerds.com is the website i'm on twitter all the time so mm-hmm. at black girl nerds on twitter if you want to follow my personal account it's at jamie Brodnax, and i always follow back on that account and uh, i have a podcast as well so feel free to tune into that black girl nerds podcast we're on itunes stitcher google play music spotify spreaker pretty much anywhere where you can find um streaming apps for podcasts you can find us there and yeah that's it and you should definitely run, don't walk to download because Black Girl Nerds is awesome. Uh, so you can follow me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at Porter Bazaz. You can follow Victor at Wonder Man 5. Follow our, follow Megashine Pod and Megashine on Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can listen to the podcast, like, subscribe, comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And that's all from me. We're the Jim and Jerrica of these podcasts. Is there <laughs> anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. I don't I was I was thinking that if I had any new advice for people, but I think I already gave it. Get a petty partner. It's healthy. Get one. I'm actually mad at myself for not bringing up Eric Raymond as a good villain. Oh. Now that we talked about Jim. Yeah, I'm just. I should have spent more time thinking about it, but yeah, Eric Raymond is like one of the best TV villains. I he is. Well. He is. He really is. All of the damn times they were in danger, 
somebody should have had like an agreement or you know a therapist on hand because my god eric should have been in prison like he needs to be he should be in prison the misfits should be in prison that's true too they broke all types of laws all the attempted murder charges they should have like i counted kidnapping right (laughs) extortion yeah (laughs) right everything All right. right. With that being said, guys, we will see you next time. All right. See y'all next time.